What up, what up, what up? Thank you for tuning in to the Swish Masters Podcast, and thank you to our sponsor, SS96. Visit ss96.net and use the promo code SWISHMASTERS for 15% off. Yeah, that's right. You heard me right. 15% off on all store items, hats, hoodies, t-shirts, whatever you need, SS96 has it. Also, don't forget to go and check out that music from Straight Stoner, produced by yours truly. You know what it is, gut gang, mobbing, sleepwalking. We out here. Thank you. Welcome back to Switch Masters Podcast. I'm Carlos Kuliuru. <laughs> what up? I'm Zay, the executive producer. All right, Zay, the NBA has blessed us with another good one. Uh, another good one. We both predicted yeah. the Celtics to win, and they did. Although it was a little shaky there in the third quarter, though. A little oh, shaky yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and react to... Game three. So, as you know, the the, the Boston Celtics won 116 to 100. And remember, they were at home. Uh, the Warriors came storming back in the third quarter, but Boston was able to hold them off. Yeah. So, yeah, your initial reactions to game three. Um. Great games from Jalen Brown, um, Jason Tatum, doing what stars do, taking over and, and leading their team. Uh, but really, um, Warriors have to make a make up for that lack of defense. Um, I, I think the size really got to him tonight. Uh, Al Horford, Robert Williams, they felt him tonight. He was a presence in the paint on both ends. Um, just not a lot of um, well-balanced offense for the Warriors. Steph was able to make some some big shots. Wiggins um, did his part. Clay seemed to be trying to get it going, but it just wasn't enough at the end, and they weren't able to really stick around defensively. Uh, just the, I guess, like I said, the size and length of Boston is giving them some troubles. But yeah, like we said before we expected Boston to come in and take this one um so shout out to them for handling business at home and then taking advantage of home court um yeah that's my initial reaction initial thoughts to it a lot of a lot of stuff happened in the game but it seemed to me that the Celtics had it under control for the most part yeah uh, the Warriors were killing them again with that pick and roll again. That's really how they came on the third quarter stuff. Just whoever guarding Hal Horford just come set the pick. Al Horford, Al Horford was dropping so far back. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that against a team like Golden State. Even Clay got in on some of it. I'm giving the screen. You're dropping back too far. And I'm just just three. That you cannot do that against Golden State, but despite that, they were able to uh, go hold on, to, hold on, and um, get the win. A lot of that 
is due to Jason Tatum figuring it out in the second half. Uh, they were able to give him some good looks, and he was able to get the matchup he wanted. Uh, whenever you switched on stuff, he made sure to drive. If he uh, if he attracted a double, he made the right play. He had he actually finished with nine assists mm. and only two turnovers. So really good on his part. Really good playmaking on his part to find the right guys because you know the Warriors are going to pay huge attention to you as a star of the team. So to be able to still get others involved and to score when needed, very important. And shout out to Jalen Brown again. He seems to be really finding himself in these playoffs and especially in these finals. You know, he's turned out to be a really, really reliable piece. As you know, he can be. Whenever Jason Tatum is have, is struggling, it seems like he can always rely on Jalen Brown to at least pick up on it. I mean, he had 22 points in the first half. So yeah. Jalen Brown was really key in that first half, and Jason Tatum finally caught on and helped him in the second half. So, yeah, shout out to the Celtics' overall team effort. I think Jalen Brown responded well to Draymond Green. Intense wise, intensity and aggressive and his aggressiveness, um, using it to his advantage, you know, getting those foul calls. Draymond had early foul trouble and he did not have the best game. Yeah. Not at all. So that's my initial reaction. Yeah. Um Dray Draymond was probably what two points? Yeah, he actually. Four. Yeah. Yeah, he actually finished. Yeah, two points, one for four, and six fouls. <laughs> Fouled out the game, six fouls. Yep. Seemed like I'm y'all, y'all almost could have picked up another technical tonight, almost. All the barking, but you oh, know. Oh man, that would have been that uh, <laughs> that warning, huh? <laughs> basically, man, basically. Yeah. 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 Now, let's talk about who was the most important factor in the Celtics win tonight. So, we normally get to do this. Uh, so, we break it down to see who's the most responsible for, you know, for the team win. Um, let's uh, shout out a few players first. We already talked about Tatum. He finished with 26, six rebounds and nine assists. Jalen Brown, we talked about him too. He had 27.95. Marcus Smart had 24. Seven rebounds and five assists. Those are just some other standouts from the Celtics team. So, who's your MVP? Uh, I think I definitely want to go with Jalen Brown, uh, simply because he came out with on a mission. Uh, came out with intensity. Uh, was able to pretty much get what he wanted, and he didn't let um, any outside noise or, or Draymond or anything like that bother him. He just was about the business, and uh, we saw it on display tonight. Uh, two huge, ferocious dunks um, when he just cocked it back behind his head. I was like, yeah, I, I love seeing that. Um, he was huge for the Celtics, and he played a big first half, and, and Tatum, like you said, Tatum kind of caught on the second, but without that initial push, I don't think um, Boston would be as successful in this game. Um, so shout out to him for, you know, just coming out and setting the tone. I think without him 
setting that tone that way, they wouldn't have been able to. The third quarter could have gotten away from the Celtics, and, and the Warriors could have made a, a a bigger run than they did. But um, thanks to a well balanced attack from him, it was a big game, and it'll impact them going forward for sure. Yeah, good point. I think Jalen Brown is showing us that he, if the Celtics finishes finals and actually win, he could potentially get Finals MVP. He really could. Oh, yeah. Especially since Jason Tatum, he doesn't have a good game from start to finish. We haven't really seen that yet. You know, Jason Tatum did come come alive in the last half, in the second half of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, he was kind of inefficient. Nine for twenty-three from the field, three for nine from three. Jalen Brown was nine for sixteen, and four for eight from three. So he was definitely more efficient. But to Jason Taylor's credit, he does he got nine assists. You know, so shout out Jason Taylor for that. But I think I'm right there with you. I believe yeah, I think it's Jalen Brown. Uh, although Marcus Smart did contribute. He had he finished the twenty four. And that's oh, yeah. a huge that's a huge plus for the Celtics. Oh. A huge plus. Cause um young yeah, yeah. and he had a he had a lot of open looks, but you gotta be able to knock him down, and he knocked he knocked him down. Yeah, I mean they definitely are, are a lot better when when Marcus Smart is having a good offensive game. It, it just boosts their whole team really, and it takes the load off of uh, Tatum and Brown. Uh, so definitely is a benefit whenever he's in that eighteen to tw- eighteen plus point game type of uh, night. Um, yeah, I, I think the role that the way this team is built with the Celtics is sometimes it's best that Tatum is not really always having like score every single basket, but more so being the guy that initiates and and becomes the playmaker. Um, because when you you know when Jalen Brown has has got it going, Marcus Smart is making some shots. Um, you can rely on you know Pritchard to get an open corner three and, and Horford to catch it in rotation and, and all the other guys get involved. It helps them as a team. Um, and of course we expect Jason Tatum to be a scorer, but um, I think that's an underrated aspect of what he's able to bring because he's a large wing player and he has a good handle. He can really see the floor. Well, he can see like one of those passes I was, I was watching, uh, he was on the right wing, made a spin move, and he like made a hook pass around to Pritchard for open three. So when he's doing that and, and guys are making shots, the Celtics can really be dangerous, uh, especially, like I said, with those extra contributions from uh, Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown having it having it going. So I think that's the perfect role for them and, and go away from them to win going forward. Yeah, the other thing, too, is to find a way to get Jason Tatum going early, you know, he has some success off those pin downs. You know, have him a little bit more off the ball, you know, and give him some good looks. And yeah. it, it was like every time he had some type of pin down, he was open. Now, he sometimes he misses a shot, but, you know, that's, some, that's a way to get him going. So you have to overly work and over dribble, you know, and that can lead to some turnovers if he over dribbles. Uh, just finding easier shots for him. Because if he gets going, 
I still believe that as that makes the Celtics an even better team because the team, the uh, the opposing squad, will have all their attention on Jason Tatum, and that can get your other teammates more open looks. You know, so. Um, but even despite that, to still be in a position where they're up by 18, will Jason Tatum playing like not great? Yeah, that's that's still that still says a lot about this Celtics team. So yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Jalen Brown definitely deserves MVP um, for keeping the squad in it, for matching Draymond's aggressiveness and his his um, intensity, and you know using it to his advantage. And I expect him to do that even more because uh, if you if you mitigate the impact of Draymond Green. Kind of take something out of the Warriors, you know. Absolutely. So yeah, but that being said, let's talk about what went wrong for him. So Steph had it going though, you know, Steph and Clay, honestly, and to survive a game like that from them, from the Splash Brothers, because it was almost looking like old Splash Brothers for a minute, in that third quarter at least, kind of settled yeah, kind of cooled down. But for a brief moment. You saw yeah. the Splash Brothers return for a little second. Um, Steph Curry, he finished with 31 points. Very efficient, 12 for 22 from the field, 6 from 11 from 3. Yeah. He, he had a really good game. Uh, Clay Thompson, um, this is one of his better games so far. He had 25, but I think we both agree that Clay has potential to get at least 30 plus. In one of these games, so I, I still don't think this was like the Clay Thompson game. I don't think this was it yet. He just played better, and and the other splash person, uh, pool person. <laughs> I, I forgot the terminology, but he pool party. He, pool party. There we go. He finished with ten points though. Uh, it seems like the Warriors weren't getting a whole lot from their bench, and when you have a starters that don't really. All right, Williams finishes 18. He he gave me what I kind of expected. You know, um, he played, you know, he's a capable defender, but you can mm-hmm. only do so much. And I'll, I really expect him only to have around, like, 20 a night, 18, 20 a night. So that's, that's fine. I think the disappointment comes with, okay, with your starters, like Draymond Green, to only finish with two points. And this is the other thing. I, I, don't, I don't expect Draymond to be a, you know, a high-volume scorer. That's not who he is. He's a defender, and he's a playmaker. Yeah. This is the thing, though. He finished with three assists and had two turnovers. That's not that's not good. And for the defensive side, you foul out with six fouls. So, that's not good. Um... So it's like he really had minimum impact today, and it sucks because of all that talking we've been we've been hearing before since game two. We didn't really talk about it because we were on we weren't live or anything. But Draymond was doing a lot of talking, like oh I I deserve you know like I, you know like because we were talking about how we thought he deserved that technical. He said oh I'm I'm privileged or whatever he was saying you know. Like he, he's, I mean, he get he earned special treatment. Like, I don't know. Anyway, you figured all the talking and with the platform he has, 
I don't know. Your voice is speaks louder since she's in the in, since he's in the media right now. Mm-hmm. Since he's in the media right now, his voice is louder than ever. And if he's doing all this talking, we expect you to back it up. And today, just didn't have it. So, what we're wrong for the Warriors is that really right there? The Draymond not having a full because I feel like if Draymond had an impact, they probably would have won. At least been more competitive in the third quarter, in the um, in the fourth quarter at least. Because again, he oh, did yeah. foul out. So that's my take on what went wrong for them. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Steph and Clay, good, pretty good games. Um, they are the heart. I mean, they are the faces. They're the best players on the team, no doubt. But Draymond is like the engine of the team, if that makes sense. He's the guy that kind of like drives. Yeah, everything, um, whether it's initiating the offense, uh, making that extra pass, making extra plays, or just being the bully of the team. Um, he kind of fuels their energy and how far they go. And tonight, I think that the sides just was bothering Like Robert Williams um, seemed to look pretty good, even though we know he's banged up too, his knee injuries. Um, he was able to they were really able to neutralize Draymond for the most part. And yeah, of course, like they had great, pretty like great output from their two stars in the Warriors. But um, when you look at the rest of the team, I, Wiggins uh, did what I you know, expect, about 18. I'm expecting them to get about 16 to 18, somewhere in there. And and then the, the others though, is where the, the problem is. Like, we're not expecting like, oh, somebody off the bench is gonna drop 40. But we're expecting, you know, a few points from Iguodala, a few points from um, Otto Porter. Uh, the pool party, he's going to come through and, and, and you know, get you like 12 quick baskets, 12 quick points, I mean. And no one was really able to fill that void that they needed. And they suffered. And on top of that, they just could not stop Jalen Brown, they couldn't do anything with the you know size of either like Grant Williams, Robert Williams, Tatum. Um, I think that the depth is really becoming an issue. Well, it's not becoming an issue, but it was an issue in this game. And also, you know, they're finally you know in Boston, and it was you know they they don't have the home court advantage. So definitely being in a new arena and everything's probably. Something that went into effect. Yeah. And just for clarity, uh, the, the Warriors bench, they only scored like 18. Why the Celtics mm-hmm. score um, 20? So, even so, like, yeah, Boston's others didn't really, their role players didn't have like great, great games. The only one that had like that really stepped up that is kind of unexpected was Marcus Smart, scoring wise. Mm-hmm to give you 24 that's really really good and it's not you know that's something that's kind of unusual but for example Al Horford had 11 um Derek White had seven Grant Williams he made some big shots but finished with 10 points so and I'm not gonna really get on Pritchard because he literally he we only saw him like in that fourth quarter for the most part he doesn't play a lot of minutes but so yeah. I'm not gonna get on him. But Derek White and but 
even though he didn't score like great or doesn't does, didn't finish with the biggest stats. If you watch the game, Derek White did have an impact. You know, uh, at least defensively, he made some mm-hmm. key charges and some other key defensive plays. So I guess it's just about the impact because even though they have great stats, they had more impact. Porter, he had a big, big shot to tie the game. It's crazy how that shot went in. It was super contested, late in the shot clock, but still knocked that down. <laughs> it's a tight game, but what the, the Celtics shoot pretty well, man. Yeah, I, I like what he's been able to give the Warriors. Yes, and uh, the other thing that really, the one thing that really went wrong for the Warriors is just they they just got out hustled today. The rebounding tells the story. Now in the previous games, the rebounders were pretty close. We highlighted that. The disparity of the day is pretty big. All right, so total rebounds, the Warriors had 31. The Celtics had 47. The Celtics had 15 offensive rebounds to the Warriors, six. The rebounds were key in this game. Yeah. And it tells it tells a story. It paints a picture about the hustle. That's what it does. So, yeah. And unfortunately... Steve Kerr, he was at the podium. He said, "We'll know, we'll know more tomorrow about Steph's status." So, also in the game, uh, there was a huge tussle for the ball. <laughs> it was, it was mm-hmm. great to see on TV. Uh, that's what we like to see, like that hustle. Don't, don't call it. You know, let's, let's see him fight for the ball. But during yeah. that tussle, it looks like Al Horford kind of landed on Steph's uh, lower leg area and we know he had issues with his ankle before so uh, he was able to play through it a little bit until C. Kerr eventually waved the white flag and you know took the starters out which is understandable because you don't want you want to live to fight another day so yeah. that's one thing we'll be looking for what exactly will Steph's status be because again they do play kind of sooner they play on they play on Friday Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a little quicker turnaround than what we're normally used to. So, will he be ready by Friday? I don't know. We'll have to see. And if Steph is somehow out, he may have an issue here because Jordan Poole hasn't played the best in a minute. Clay Thompson is still not Clay Thompson yet. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But keeping all this in mind. We still have to make a prediction. So let's get to that. So we don't know Steph Curry's status yet. So we're assuming, as of right now, this prediction that he'll be able to play. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because uh, I think we both agree. If he's not, if he's out, I think we can both agree that they're losing, right? If he's out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think he's winning it without Steph. Right, right. The only way they could win if Steph is out is if Clay has an like game six OKC type Clay, yeah. <laughs> like like straight threes and just. You saw the you saw the press conference. He they asked him uh, what was he doing to get rid of the get out of the slump. He said, "I'm probably just gonna YouTube game six Clay." So, I mean, we saw it tonight. He he had a pretty big game uh, in comparison to his other finals games so far in the series and um right it's just, it's just not that 
play yet. You know, it's it's like a better game. You know, yeah. it's a better game. It's it's better, but it's not that because the efficiency wasn't yeah like, there it's, yet. And he missed some easy looks too. A, he missed some yeah. open looks. So yeah, he had a good NBA game, but not a good clay game. If that right. makes sense. No like, up, like up to his standards. That's all we're talking yeah. about. Here. Like he is a automatic shooter. You know what I mean? And and I'm sure he's used to seeing the ball go in a lot more. Um, and you know, still coming up. Coming off of what he's the time he's missed, he's he's doing pretty good. So I'm I'm not um, I'm not mad at it. I'm, I just hope that he's able to like tap into his inner inner clay. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah, the inner clayness. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. So all right. So we we're assuming stuff is healthy. He's able to play. Who you who you think is going to win game four? Assuming uh assuming everyone's healthy and good to go. I want to say, I want to say the Warriors will be able to take take one in the Garden, um, still a game in Boston, and, and go back home to maybe take the lead. Um, I, I want to say that with Steph, they're going to be a little more fired up to avenge this loss and, and make up for what they missed, and you know try to just even the series up. I'm, I'm, Assuming healthy Warriors, I'm assuming a, a win for the Warriors. Yeah. So, I know you're still going for the Warriors in seven. So, and I went for the Celtics in seven. And in order for that to happen, someone is going to have to lose, like, at home, right? Like, the mm-hmm. Celtics already have home court advantage. So. Yeah. That means they will technically have to lose at some point, but I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm starting to think. I think the Celtics will win Friday. Now we don't know Steph's status. I believe he'll play either way. But the the thing is, is Jordan Poole has not been like the Jordan Poole I thought he would be in this series. And yeah. uh, since he's not having the biggest impact, at least as of right now. This series could be over sooner. It, it may not get seven games. I'm almost at the point about to change it to six games. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm almost at that point, but we'll see. But I definitely think Boston you will win. I think Boston will win this. Uh, will win game four. I think Jason Tatum will have a better game from start to finish if they incorporate some of the things they did late in the game mm-hmm. into early on. And the and Boston is just so long and athletic and physical. It's hard to combat that with a team like Golden State. And you said something about depth. We, we always thought Golden State had the more depth because of Jordan Poole, mostly. But if Jordan Poole has playing, keeps playing games like this, it's like, okay, what is it? It doesn't matter. It seems like Boston has more depth now. And more yeah. impact because it shouldn't. Grant Williams shouldn't be having more impact than Jordan Poole, based on how they've been playing. But so far, at least tonight, Grant Williams had more of an impact than Jordan Poole. You can literally make yeah. that. You can make that argument. So, yeah, if Jordan Poole doesn't step up. Uh, Clay had a better game tonight. Uh, hopefully, he'll be able to keep that up. 
but yeah, it I'm, will not work at all him. without Jordan Poole. You gotta get some. You gotta get some type of contribution from him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because if not, um, then that Boston would just and they're and they're at home still. Yeah, it's, and it's tough to get it going away. So all signs not looking good. It's not yeah. looking good for the Warriors right now to come all the way back and to still lose and to be down by 18 anyway. That's still bad. With still shooting like yeah. he's doing, shooting like he is. It's just, it's just not looking good. It's not. It's not. Steph gave you 30 something. You still couldn't win. Similar to game one. Like Steph gave you one of the best games in the finals. Still lost. It's like, I don't know. It's it's, it's not looking good if you think about series as a whole so far for the Warriors. I mean, when it comes to having one individual having a great game, yeah, you would think it would impact the game a little bit more, but at the end of the day, basketball is still a team sport and where the team is successful is how they thrive. Um, I think it's more so about like you said, uh, others. Clay came out, had a good game. Jordan Poole, the sixth man of the year candidate, hadn't really had a big impact in, in the series yet. I'm expecting them to, as, as an organization, the Warriors are experienced and they've had their backs against the wall before. Uh, I expect them to make the adjustments. I expect Draymond to be smarter, uh, knowing his situation with technicals and, and fouls and everything. Knowing how important he is to the team, he has to make that adjustment as well. As well as other guys, man, just showing up and um, may not be, you know, you're outscoring the other team's bench, but making timely plays and, and timely baskets is, is what it's about, more so than the volume. Um, and that's just me assuming that Steph is playing. Um, I'm assuming that they make the adjustments because they're, you know, a championship organization. Um, but man, I could easily, I agree with you. I, I, I could easily see it going the other way because so far the Warriors have just not been able to maximize their efforts, I guess, um, when it comes to locking these guys, these Boston guys down. So yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming with the healthy stuff that they're going to make the adjustments and they're going to come back and, and, and make a, interesting series of this so far but I can easily see it going other way I'm not going <laughs> yeah I am not confident that the Warriors yeah. can't seem to win if it's a tight game that's not good normally when you think about the Warriors as a team it's like if you're the if you're the opposing team to the Warriors it's like okay we have to blow them out to win in Boston's case it's like if we just kind of close we can win it's like that's the confidence they have. It's like the opposite. It's like the Warriors have to blow the Boston out in order to win. And the, when the one game they won, it was a it was a blowout, and that's the only game they won. And that's usually not the narrative we're used to with this Golden yeah. State team. So that should give you even more confidence if you're Boston. You're like, okay, all we gotta do is stay in it, and we can get the win. Because Boston is making more adjustments right now, and their players are stepping up more. Right now, I'm interested to see what Steve Kerr is going to do next. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, yeah, I definitely think that Boston this season has been very much a 
team that's uh, always making the appropriate adjustments in, in, in good time. Um, and there's no doubt that they are benefiting so far in the series, but I, I, I think the same thing for the Warriors when you look at it. When you look at Steph having 30 and, and Clay having 25, and throughout the momentum of the game, they they were down, but you couldn't count them out. And that's another thing I feel like they will they will build on. They'll look at what they did wrong, and then look at that third quarter and and, and these other times in the game where they're like, all right, we're getting close, we're getting close, and they'll figure out how to unlock it. Uh, if if I'm the Warriors, I'm going into this with the mindset of, you know what, we just got beat, but we were beating ourselves because we weren't making the adjustments on defense. We couldn't really figure out the size. We weren't running. Um, and we still were like right there at, at, at some a lot of points in the game. So if I'm them, I'm looking at that. And I'm trying to look at the footage and figure out what did we do right and how can we build on it and, and chop out all of the bad stuff when you were failing to, you know, stop the lob threat and Rob Williams at the basket. Um, you know, we'll see. Both both teams will make adjustments. Um, Ime Yudok has been great. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this next one goes. But yeah, I'm, I'm, there's a lot that's, you know, going on and no, no confidence like at all. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying the Warriors for now. All right, do you want to switch your overall pick? Do you want to come on to the other side real quick? I mean, well, it's still too was, soon. Right. It's still too soon. All right, it's, it's, all right. Let's see how Friday goes. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll see if I offer you an olive branch on Friday. We'll see. We'll Man, see. like, give me loan the guru powers. I need to like see the future <laughs> for some other stuff too, bro. Like, you've been you've been predicting pretty well so far, so. Yeah, so I want to go. Yeah, so yeah, again, you're predicting Warriors game four. I'm Celtics game four. So we'll see. And that's if Steph Curry is playing again. Because again, we both agree if Steph's not playing, it's a loss. Most likely. And the only reason, only way they, only way the Celtics could lose if Steph Curry's not playing is if they get big headed and don't try as hard. Because it's like, oh, Steph Curry's not playing. We can relax a little bit. It, they still can't relax on Golden State because it's still Golden State. That's the only way I can think they lose is if they mess themselves up. Uh, and on the way, other the only other way they could lose is if Klay Thompson has just an amazing game or and Jordan Poole steps up in a huge way. That's the only way they can win without Steph. No Klay drop forty five in Game Four. Basically. Game Four Klay. That's your new nickname. We'll see. But I want to go back to one more thing that went wrong. I want to talk about this too real quick. Uh, Steve Kerr to Steph Curry out when he was hot. Do you think that was a bad decision to take him out in the third quarter? And he was, he was trying to keep with his rotations, which I, I get that. But at the same time, this is the finals. Do you think Steve Kerr made the right decision to take Steph Curry out? Mm. If it's me, I want to leave my guy, my leader in, especially when they have it going. And like you said, this is the finals. It's not, you know, a, really a need to stick to regular rotation because at this point, teams are studying it. They know your habits. And especially when a guy's got it going, uh, 
I definitely want to allow them that space to be able to cook and create and make shots. Um, so I don't agree with it. I understand what he was doing. And I understand like, you know, you stay out the fourth quarter and you want Steph to be able to, you know, be fresh and ready to go because that's where you have to close the game out. But um, like I said, the, the Warriors are a very momentous team, especially in the third quarter. And when, you know, that's when they, to me is when they kind of like separate the game it's in the third and by the fourth quarter they're like all right i feel like the warriors mindset is let's let's take care of business and as we open up the second half so we can chill out in the fourth quarter and you know get this easy win well not easy win but get this win all settled and, and move on to the next thing um so yeah steve steve kerr probably should have left man but yeah yeah, they had all the momentum at that point. I agree with you. He probably should have stuck Curry in at yeah. that point. Although now for the next game, you're not sure because of his status. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll definitely have to see. So y'all, that's yeah. You go ahead. Oh yeah, I, I just hope he's not uh, significantly hurt. Um, at, at this point, everyone is hurt. We saw Tatum with the shoulders. You know, Marcus Smart is. Yeah. Known for a mysterious injury every once in a while. Yeah, Robert Williams. Um, not Robert Williams. Yeah. Uh, but I hope, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's he's in pain or it, it might have been painful, but um, hopefully he, he's getting some good work with the trainers and, and the staff. Hopefully he's able to play. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. So those are our thoughts on the game. Again, you're going for the Warriors game four. Going for Celtics. And we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Uh, yeah, we appreciate y'all for listening in, listening to the podcast. Uh, make sure you like, share, subscribe if you like the content. Uh, you can catch us, on, catch us on all podcast platforms. Check out our website as well. Uh, so, yeah, email us if you have any business inquiries as well. You can find the email on our YouTube page as well as on our website our Facebook page as well so just yeah, check out check it out all the social media stuff so yeah comments everywhere like share subscribe hit the notification bell got a lot of content coming man so we appreciate you we see you subscribing got some new subscribers out here um looking forward to sharing more with you <laughs> yeah for sure so yeah we appreciate y'all and we'll see you on Friday after game four. See you there. All right, peace. Peace. What up, what up, what up? Thank you for tuning in to the Swish Masters podcast and thank you to our sponsor, SS96. Visit ss96.net and use the promo code SWISHMASTERS for 15% off. Yeah, that's right. You heard me right. 15% off on all store items. Hats, hoodies, t-shirts, whatever you need. SS96 has it. Also, don't forget to go and check out that music from Straight Stoner, produced by yours truly. You know what it is. Gut gang, mobbing, sleepwalking. We out here. Thank you.